What is good? Welcome back to Form Whipping and Ticket Hitting. Episode 4. This week we have Fauner Park jockey Dakota Wood. Good conversation with him. Good guy. We talk a little bit about last week's Fauner Park racing, which was opening weekend. Beautiful weekend. Glad to see everybody out there. We dive into that early pick five again for Saturday. Also touch on a little bit of uh, here or there news. Some thoughts, opinions. And if you're ready, let's grab them forms. Saddle on up. Let's cash them tickets. Welcome in, Fonner Park jockey, Dakota Wood. Dakota, how are you, sir? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. And I must say, you are the first one in the home studio. So I appreciate you coming out here to do it. You are numero uno. So Appreciate the invite, man. Anytime, anytime. Back at Fonner. You started here in Fonner in 2019, is that correct? Yes, sir. And you started riding, I believe? I started riding in 2009. 2009. Started in Kansas, Eureka, and uh, God, I miss those tracks. Fun tracks, ain't they? Yes, sir, they were. Not just because that was the first place I started, but... You know, I kind of, I kind of always migrate to the bush tracks. They, uh, they remind me of where I started, and I'll never forget that. No, and, that, and that's the main thing. A lot of them guys, you even see that. I mean, it just there's something pulls you back to where you started. That and just good vibes, good memories. Yes, it's, sir. It's home. I mean, that's home. Speaking of home, you grew up in Oklahoma, correct? Yes, sir. How did you end up getting to thinking you want to be a jockey and get in the game? Well, I was about five years old when my uncle John and my grandpa took me to Tulsa. Fair Meadows in Tulsa, and I would, uh, G.R. Carter was actually riding thoroughbred still at that time, shows you how old I was, but uh, he won the Oklahoma, I want to say it was the Route 44 stakes, and he was a three-hole, blue is my favorite color, and I bet on him, and I went to the winner's circle, I bet on you, I bet on you, and they let me get in the win picture with him and actually picked me up, put me on the horse. Oh, no shit, that's and awesome. Ever since then, I said, this is what I want to do. <laughs> Looked you right then and there. That's a great story. That's, oh, actually, yeah. My buddy co-host, his uh, father-in-law had a horse run at Fawner when he was, I forget what age Andrew was, but he uh, ended up winning at 99-1, to and that's what got Andrew hooked on the game from that day. And we're still looking for that 99-1 to shot to hit again for us, but hey. It happens. It I mean, happens. I, I've got a one. Uh, I won on one at Remington one year that paid. That was one thirty three to one. Oh yeah. The tow boat only goes to ninety nine to one though. <laughs> two sixty nine twenty on a two dollar bet. Yeah, that's a big ticket. And that that's I will too. Watching you ride the last few years. Speaking of tote board, it could mean absolutely nothing to you. You're gonna ride that sucker through the line if it's a hundred thirteen to one or you're six to five. That's the way I was taught. That I mean, you ride to the wire. Um, I basically ride jump for jump. If the horse is giving it to me, then we go for it. If, I, if I'm not doing it right, I'll switch up something else. But, you know, you can't beat a dead horse. But without the horses, I couldn't do this. Without the trainers, owners, fans, anybody. So I just I just go out there and do do my job. No, but that's exactly right. And like you said, too, that's I always reiterate to t- people, too, that just think this is kind of a blood sport, blah, blah, blah. No. You watch it. I mean, even my horse the other day, she won pretty handily, thankfully, which was awesome, obviously. But Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. But. Skyler coming in the stretch, didn't hit her at the bat, locked her up. Why give extra? If you got one that breaks slow, you know it ain't got it today, you're not going to be beating the heck out of it trying it home. You know what you're sitting on. It's a bad day. It happens to everybody. But you guys are out there for animal welfare, A number one. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we can't do this without the horses. You know, we, uh, you know, I don't come from a racetrack family, but, you know, that you said that, I, uh, 
I'm the only one. Well, I, you've done a heck of a good job, and heck, you're one away from 300. I've actually passed 300, but I got a lot of a uh, lot of races. Uh, there's probably about a dozen or so that you know from Fort Pierre and stuff that Equibase don't count. Right, right. But uh, I'm I'm ready to get it. The official Equibase. The official, yes, the official Equibase 300. I got you. Um, opening weekend was good for you. Two winners. Yes, you're in the money quite a bit too. Had a, had a good meet. Every horse ran their, their tail off for me. That's that minimum. That's all I can ask for. And that's usually all I ask for of a horse is show me a little try. I mean, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And they're both good price. I think one paid seventeen, mm-hmm. one paid eighteen, maybe somewhere in there. So I mean, both this weekend. How's the rides looking? I know we're recording here Wednesday night, so we just got Friday's entries out. Looked like you had a handful. Uh, I ride all but one. You ride all but the first. Yep. I really, I really like my horses this weekend. I, I just saw kind of what my weights were and who I was riding, and I really had to be honest with you. Other than that, I haven't put much thought into it. Right. Once the program comes out or or whatever on the day of, I'll look. I, I've noticed if I go to trying to handicap and do all this other stuff, I'll get inside my head and you know, usually I just take a quick glance in the room. And no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'd be the same way. I'd get to overthinking. I'd be reading them. I'd be diving into their quarters. Well, he did this last time he won, or he did this wrong last time he got beat, and be way too much in my head and miss the damn break or yeah. something. Especially this early in the meet, man. I mean, most of these horses <laughs> haven't been running since you know last year, and you know you got to think that's last year we're talking about now. So exactly, you right. go ask this jock how they did that year, or this you know, or whatever, but. You never know, so it's one of those. If you've been on it, luckily, hopefully, you could have been on it and kind of get a feel for it. You know, in the mornings, which most of them I have. So we just kind of, like I said, second week, we'll see what what happens. Right, you bet. Do you have kind of a main stable you're working with this year? You just kind of everywhere, whoever's needing to get needing your talents up there. Or? I'm here to ride for anybody and everybody I can. I uh, I ride a bunch for Stetson Mitchell. He's also got Adrian Ramos, who is his first call, I believe, this year. But he's a good friend of mine, and uh, I'll probably ride for him quite a bit. I got Dave Anderson, Marissa Black. You know, I ride some for Grady. I'm, I'm here to ride for anybody. My job's to ride. Little fun little history nugget here. We used to, before they put the uh, bank shop machines there in kind of the north end of the finish line, there used to be some tables there. And after live racing, we'd dive down that corner and we'd bet Sam Houston all night long. Mm-hmm. And there was one night. I don't know why I found this horse. Oh. Wampus Kitty. Oh, Wampus Kitty. Wampus Kitty was her name. And she won for me, I think she paid 71 bucks. I had 10 to win on her, I think. I had the exacta, and I had the try. And I didn't realize until the one night we were playing cards. Yep, she was. (laughs) The way you can remember that's amazing to me, too, because that's been some years. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, what, 13? Yeah, it's been a long minute. It had to be 12 or 13. 12 or 13, No, sir, it was 13, because it had to be my second year in Texas, because I shipped down there in the later part of 2012. I didn't realize... That, yeah, you were in that race. We were playing that card game that night, and we were just talking about, I don't even know how it got brought up. Something about you at Sam Houston, and I brought up that race, and instantly you go, wait a minute, I was in that race. I ran third. And the way that you can remember that, it just shows why you're as successful as you are because you can remember that stuff. Just like you said, yeah, that was last year on this horse or that, but you still got things in the back of your head. You can remember, hey, this horse likes this. This trainer's horse is run like this, and that's a good tool bag to have. It, it is, and uh, to be honest with you, if you hadn't said Wampus Kid, and I just, I don't know what it, what it happened to spark it in my mind, but I went, I know that, yeah, no and it just, and then I just went on with it. <laughs> no, it was fun talking about that because yeah, it blew my mind. But speaking of Skyler earlier, Skyler had a really good meet. I'm glad to see him back in the saddle. That was a good kid. No, that's that's when we were getting this going. I knew I wanted Grady get on here first just because I grew up with Grady, know Grady, and I knew he'd be easy. And I said, hey, you got anybody else? just to get this ball rolling. He goes, yeah, this Skylar White Shield. He rode up here a long time ago. 
you want to get back? Let's try him. He's a good kid. Let's try him. And yeah, no, very cool kid, neat kid. And no, I was glad to see him, especially on my horse, obviously. But no, right. <laughs> shoot, he comes out, wins the first race back. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, that's that's always a nice thing. Kid coming to play. That kid, uh, I met him in 2014. Did he, you? Uh, down in Lone Star. Okay. We, yep. He ended up coming down at the same age. We call him Dark Horse. Yep. That's his, that's his nickname. I, I'm glad to see him back. He's, he's a good guy. And that boy can ride. Oh, yeah. He, he really can. There's I mean, there's a lot of good riders here this year, but uh, like I said, it's early in the meet. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Let's jump in. I kind of did with Skylar. I got to get a little better at this now that I'm slowing down, picturing stuff. Kind of some quick hitters. Your what are your favorite horses you've been on? Just every time gave it for you, whether you won every time on or not. Just just that horse that just sticks out in your head. That hey, that sucker gave me 100 every time. He's a horse that I is no longer with us, and his name is Retrofit. My name was Retrofit. He was a he's a good horse. I uh, I rode rode him twice and won on both times. And I took off of him in a six furlong race. And he's more of a half mile horse. And then uh, I told uh, Stetson and I had talked about it. And Louie rode him that race. And I was like, let Louie have him back. And then Louie kept winning on him, which I had to eat those. Dang it! But uh, he ended up barometric pressure caulking on us in Colorado in 2020. Died in my arms. Yeah, that's rough. That's that's we actually deal with that altitude deal in the cattle too. And it's. It, it did. Uh, I mean, we literally, it was about 12.30. We got done at the barn, went to lunch. We He was unattended for three hours, which, I mean, and then we came back, his gums were really blue, and I, I've never seen, probably the first time I've ever really been a part of a, of a barn, like, fully throughout the day. I was riding first call for Stetson. I've never seen a, a group of people try so hard to do, do the best they can, and then knowing it's not going to work and just still trying. Yeah, you d- that's uh, back to our animal husbandry deal. Yes, they're animals, but they're a hell of a lot more than that to us. I mean, yes, it, sir. It's without them, they we can't do what we do. That's exactly and right. And I mean, every, every jock, no matter who you are, or trainer, owner, anything, it is you don't get in this business just for the money. You know, there you gotta have at least a little love for the animal or something, or the sport or something about it. Exactly, that's exactly right. God Chief. damn it, retrofit. Sorry, buddy. No, you all good. I got a little faith that day. Oh yeah. To be honest with you, I I watched the life leave his eyes. Yep. No, that's he's a good horse. That's there's that's there's days pulling a baby calf and you try everything to get that sucker to. Oh yeah. Get going. I've, I've done that Ugh. many a times. It just kills a guy. It, it really do does. That. It does. I will say this: there's a lot of meat left, and I bet you there's a lot of switchings around on just about anything, whether it's owner trainer standings, jock standings, new guys coming in. You know, it's hard to tell the future or anything, but. Uh, I'm really kind of excited to see how this meet is. I agree with that. It's going it, to—I think it's going to be a really exciting year. And, and you know, I wish—I wish nothing but the best for Fawn, and I hope it can, can, continues to grow. And Nebraska racing—I mean, I do—I do like it here, and I'm—I'm I'm probably one of the most Southerners Southerners you'll ever meet. No, it's—it's going to be a really good meet, and uh, there's a lot of good riders here, and we're just going to have to see what—you know—what happens. I'm excited, and you know, start of the year, I just love to ride, man. Yeah, no, it's this is what I do, and it's what I love, and it's—you know—I went to the oil field. Been to Kuwait, Russia, and I just so there's a big hole missing from racing. I took three years off, but uh, I was glad to come back in 2019, and then uh, been coming up here ever since. And I just want to see this place grow. Yeah, no, that's that's and that's why we're doing this, and that's why you come and did this for me. You know what this thing's about? It's just promoting the game up here, Fawner and all Nebraska, and we appreciate everything you do. And you're as fun to watch ride as anybody, and not only that, but you're one of the best ones interacting with the fans, especially the kids. You. You hear a kid yell at you, and you're halfway down, walking back to the jock room. You'll turn around and go talk to that kid. 
And that's cool as can be because you know my little man. He runs around. He eats this stuff up. You, oh, I, your boy is awesome, man. He's <laughs> really cool. Man. He is fun. He's fun. he's way cooler than you and his mom. Well, by far, that don't take much, especially me. I'm man. sorry, mom's mom's awesome. You, on the other hand, your boy is awesome. You know, someone asked me one time why I always, would always you know talk to the kids or whatever, and honestly, I don't. I have a reason. I I don't know why. It's just without the fans, we you know we can't do our job. We can't do this or that. You know, or even with the trainers, I I go out try to be the best person, do the best that I can. Right. No, that's and that's you can tell that too. It's not like you're making a you're even having to think about doing it. You just automatically do it. It, it, just, it just is. I, I mean, you know, I love stealing Chris Fackler's goggles to give to kiddos and sign my own name on them. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love the shenanigans. We might. We might at some point put out a pay-per-view type podcast and we'll just let out all the fun stuff. I don't know. We'll see where this ever goes. It might have to be, I might have to bleep out names the whole time and everything, but. You know, the backside is like its own little community. It's own, like even when COVID hit in 2020, we are our own world. Right. You know, you know, you exit that stable gate and we're still acting like race trackers and they're like, what's wrong with y'all? A lot. That's why we're on the racetrack. <laughs> that, that's the same thing with that cattle world. Through all that COVID, we kept shows going and stuff. We're, we're our own community. Yeah, we're out for each other when it's game time a little bit. Not like out for each other, but we all want to win. We all want to be the oh, winners. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, somebody needs something. Somebody needs some help. We're all the first ones to jump right in and do we, what we can. Well, you got to think. Like me as a jockey, we're the, um, this is the only sport where an emergency vehicle follows you around. And it's also the only sport where literally your competitor is sitting right next to you. I mean, whether it's a million-dollar race or a five-dollar race or for a freaking ham sandwich. I'm not out there to drop anybody or cost anybody their life, but I'm out there to do the best that I can, and I want everybody to make it home safe. Exactly, and that's what it's all about. We're all a tight-knit family, whether we like each other or not, and it's one of those, we we help each other out there. We don't, you know, people say we set up races or whatever, and most of us are too stupid to set up a race and stay on a horse. (laughs) But it's... We just we do we do the best we can with what we got, and uh, anybody that challenges that, you know, I I would like to see them try to do what we do. Not that they can't, just maybe just step in our shoes or anything like that. Exactly right. But I appreciate you greatly for taking the time to do this, man. It's no been problem. great. I appreciate it. We've kind of met here or there a little bit, but not really met met. But this year we've met a little more, talked a little more, and I I appreciate everything about you from your riding to just two yards of person. You're you're a good dude, and thank you, sir. I appreciate I, it. I, try. I, I enjoy watching you on the track. So I appreciate keep it, it up. Stay safe, buddy. Thanks again for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. You bet, buddy. Welcome back in. We have a good buddy of ours who we're going to have jumping on quite a bit around here. Keith. Keith, let them know who they're talking to. Give us a little bit about your, little bit of your background, and we'll roll on with this week's picks. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. My name's Keith. I, uh, I'm a retail worker. I work at uh, Pro Image Sports. Uh, I've kind of a little bit about horse racing. I've been a fan of it for about 20, 25 years now. Um, went with the family quite a bit when I was younger, uh, high school, not so much just because of the high school activities and all that. But once I graduated, I, uh, started to get into it again. Andrew taught me a lot about the form. And then Derek, you taught me some things too. A lot of stuff in there I didn't really know about. So that's about it. Now I'm still going strong. Love to gamble. Love to hang out with you guys there. So no, for sure we uh, we all have a dang good time together. We do a lot of them. We attack a lot of them pick fours, pick fives as a group on them big days. It just helps spread out for us. We don't have to make as big of a uh, investment by ourselves. Plus, we get to root with our buddies and drink beer together and do whatever together, hang out. So I mean, you can't beat that. No, for sure. We're glad to have you on. Keith does put out a daily fantastic pick sheet. No, I always enjoy when you send that over. I like reading your input and stuff. 
So let's hop into Saturday Fawner, boys. We're going to attack that. Open. Hold on real quick. Oh, yep. We got to talk about last week. Okay. Let's, yep. Yep. Let's talk about last week. Last no, I just want to say congratulations to, to Derek, you and your crew. Um, vegan goes best. Got her done in the Fawner feature on Saturday. I broke a step slow. Uh, Skyler put on a hell of a ride, though. Rushed up on the backside and just kept on going to, to win with ease, really. So congratulations to your crew. No, I appreciate that was a fun time. That was damn fun. I appreciate that, man. That's last year we owned part of bandwidth, and I watched him downstairs every time, and I just you can't see anything on the backside. And I'm like, I want to see how she breaks and stuff. And I won't lie, when I was sitting up there and she broke a step slow, I'm like, God, just sunk in my seat. And Skylar just let her do her thing, and she come a flying. And I won't lie, I stood up, and I think when she hit the turn, I screamed once or twice, Skylar, get her home, and. As she kind of took the lead, I don't think I touched a single step on the way downstairs. I come and hunted you down right away, gave all you guys hugs, and, man, we jumped in that winter circle picture. You couldn't beat it. That was that was awesome. I'm glad all you guys were there for that. That was that was a damn fun deal. Hopefully she keeps it going. I think we're going to try and get her in the stakes next weekend and see what she does. That'll be fun to, to get that in that stakes race. That'll be, that'll be a fun day. But, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Race number one. We are going four furlongs. We have a maiden 7.2 thousand special for Phillies. Andrew, how do you see this one, buddy? So I think we're we're going to give out a ticket here for the early pick five. The first race is quite the doozy. Like you said, maiden special eight, three-year-old, three-year-old Phillies, bunch of them lightly raced, all of them lightly raced. When you look at the horses that, ha- horses that have ran, there's not a lot there. There's, I mean, feed and fade. Some of them look like they don't, they've never ran a step in their life. You got... But you have two first-time starters here. The four tapper for sure, the Martinez barn, which I was shocked to see. Kelly's only had one first-time starter, what it looks like, I don't know, the last couple of years. Um, that shocked me. But the way that she trains, the way that the Martinez barn has been clicking the last couple of years, I think you want to use the four for sure. Eight to one morning line. You should. I, it'll come down from that. I'm going to probably say four or five to one. Then also the eight one hot redhead. Uh, David Anderson was cold that first weekend but you don't that's not going to last jake was cold as well you i mean but they're too good of a duo to continue to be cold um so the eight one hot redhead and the four tap it for sure i will use one other horse that has ran that's the seven supreme dream um showed speed at four and a half at arapaho i think if she can get to the front they'll have a tough time running her down. My only issue is at the two, who is your morning line favorite, will probably also show speed. So maybe they'll duel each other in submission, and that will leave it for one of those first-time starters. So I'm four, seven, eight in that first leg. Keith, you got anything different there? How are you seeing this race, Ben? You know, it's like Andrew reads my mind a lot of the time, but I also like the first-timers in this one. Uh, the top pick's going to be the four, tap it for sure. I like the workout. Armando, he's good on the firsters. Kelly and Armando are great together. I uh, like one hot redhead, the eight, and I have it written down here just like Andrew said. He had a rough weekend last week, but I don't see it lasting long. So I think they'll uh, have a better weekend here. And then I went with, went pretty deep in this leg. I went with the seven Supreme Dream. Uh, it was one of the only ones that really shows speed. So I kind of went with him. And then I did add a long shot in there. In a race like this, you never know what's going to happen. So I kind of threw the six in there. Form doesn't show a lot, but I do like the workouts. And Skyler did have a great weekend last weekend, so I might carry over here. And then I had one more of the two, so I went five deep. Two, four, six, seven, eight. I also looked at the six just from Joe Hawley can throw in 
when it gets hot, it gets hot here, Foner. You look at that workout, especially that last one was just a blazing bullet. You throw Skyler on there. Whoa, what a statement coming back from a three-year layoff wins the first race out. I mean, I don't mind that one either. If you want to spread out, I can see that one as well. So we're pretty much all in agreement. Our core top picks would be four, eight, and seven. If you want to spread out a little bit, Keith's throwing in the six and the two. Moving on to race two. We're going four furlongs again in $8,800 beginner's allowance for Nebraska breads. Keith, I'll let you start this one off. How do you see this one? I went three deep. First pick's going to be the five, Hayden's Havoc. He had some pretty good races last year at Churchill. Uh, some good buyers. I think he'd be better at the six for long distance, but I think he shows enough early speed to win at four. So he's going to be my top pick. Then I went with the two, Go Go Sam's Bro. He's pretty speedy force. His last race didn't go well, but that was at six. Cuts back to four. He's got that early speed to win a race like this, so I like him there too. And then I added the six. Comes in from Turfway, Churchill. Entered him into a stakes race last at Turfway. Didn't go very well, but might not have liked the surface. Who knows? I mean, he's ran against better, so I think he has a good chance to win as well. So, two, five, six. Andrew, got anything different here, bud? How you uh, how you attacking this second leg? Yeah, this is where I'll be taking my stand. I just think the five. You're gonna eat your you're gonna eat your seven to five morning line. It'll probably be even lower than that. Been running against better. Um, it was at Oakland last year, Churchill. Oakland two years ago, last year. Yeah, sorry. Um, Martinez claims it off of Brian Williamson. 15% first off the claim for Kelly. That's a decent number. Last week, two of eight. She won two of the eight races she entered, but there were six of eight in the money. I feel like every race, I'm telling you how good the Martinez combo is, and they just continue to show up. Plus, I mean, it wasn't a bullet work, but 47 and two, that's pretty good work at Fodder Park that they... They ran there on the 19th. So I just think the five's too good for this. My only concern is, is it maybe too short for Hayden's Havoc? Possibly, but I think you can see a speed duel set up um, between the one, two, and six, and the five will get him in the stretch. So that's where I'll, I'll single the five, Hayden's Havoc. Nope, I, I agree too. Five's my top choice, just from everything both of you said. I also threw in the six. Yes, like Keith said, that stakes didn't do a whole lot, but... But it's also going a mile and on the synthetic. I it, mean, it, if you like the it, six, you've got excuses for the last. Exactly. Just completely, completely throw the last race out. Exactly right. And on here, I got Juan Chavez. His first start with trainer, he's 32%. I mean, that's solid. Obviously, you're dropping in class from that stakes. So I've got five, six in my top two. I also threw in the one. And the reason I threw in the one, we're back to Kelly Martinez on me. This horse has proven at the four furlongs at Fodder. We are five out of six in the money. Three of those winners, two of those are on the second. And at the distance, ran it twice, one of one. Yes, Armando was up on those. He gets his choice, obviously, there. But saying that, our buddy Skylar Whiteshield's out here to prove himself. That rail post at Fauner, if you can get one out, is winning on a 22% clip. At 10 to 1 morning line, I think if you want to spread, I like the one there myself. Five and six are obviously our top choices, but if I'm spreading, I'm throwing in that one there. Just, it's proven at the distance. Dang sure proven at Fawner. Kelly's as good as it gets. Skyler proved a lot that first weekend. That's why I threw that one in there. I, I, I the one definitely has speed. Um, I just have this thing where I cannot bet a Nebraska bread against open company. I, I just can't do it. So No, no I, and, and I can't speed. argue that at all for sure. I'd li- I don't know how we would figure it out, but I'd like to see the percentage of when Martinez has two horses, 
what's the percentage of the horse not ridden by Armando? Uh, we'd probably never be able to figure that out, but it'd be interesting to see what that percentage is. That 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 is a good point too. I'd be curious about that. That'll that'll take some deep diving on a on a middle <laughs> of the week when we're not doing much. But no, I I agree hundred percent. It, it's just one of them intriguing things. You know what I mean? He, she's got two in there. You've got obviously the proven jockey and Armando. You got a jockey that's proven him trying to prove himself. Maybe he gets that thing out and goes. But like you said, I I can't argue with your Nebraska breads against open company point because it's just it's just part of it, and I can't argue. So <laughs> jumping into race three, we are going six furlongs. Phillies running a $2,500 claimer. Andrew, you're up first this time, buddy. Oh, boy. Now this one's a doozy. I'm going to start with the horse that I put as my long shot of the pick week last week. I was a discreet rose. She obviously – didn't run great in that four furlong race she's going to come back off a seven days rest which normally i'm going to say i would not i would not like to go with but if you look at ekafee's number here 30 percent off a seven or less day rest and it's not just off of a few horses that's off of 37 horses so that's i mean he obviously is good when he brings it back off a short such short rest so i will start with the two there as my top pick in the race but it's a tough race. I went four deep. Um, another horse I'm using is the four, Intoxicating Kiss. Doesn't look great on form, but she's been running all winter in Arizona. So she's conditioned. Ekafee again, who went 0 for 10 last week. I just don't see that sticking. Also the six, River Deputy, wintered at Delta Downs in Louisiana. And Mark Hibden is training. Now, Mark Hibden last weekend won a couple races. Horses went across the line. You looked back at your form. And you said, how the hell did that horse win? I did that twice last weekend. So Hidden has his animals ready to go, obviously. They might not look good on four, but they're out there running. Then I also threw in the morning line favorite, the seven, Thirst Trap. Two tries on Synthetic at Turfway weren't good. Chavez, his animals are just ready to go when he, when he gets them here fresh early on. So I thought you better throw that in. So I'm two, four, six, seven, top pick being the two. Eyes of discreet rose. Also, those four horses I used um, were the only four running over the winter, which I said last week when you get to these six furlong races, you want early on in the year, you want to look for the horses that are conditioned, been running over the winter. Exactly. You got to see the ones that are in shape. Keith, where are you at in here, bud? Uh, I went deep again. I mean, it's a tough race. So I actually have a horse that Andrew didn't use as my top pick. So I'm going to go with the five, Bluebird Day. Last three races, not good, obviously. But he had a pretty good spring and early summer last year. I do like the workout tab. I just think Skyler's riding really good right now. I think he'll have him out good and ready to go. So I like the five, top pick. Uh, my second choice is going to be Is Discreet Rose. Ran last week. I just don't think there's too much speed in that race for him to win that race. But he does get the added distance here. I think she'll. I think he'll be competitive. So I have him as my second choice. Third choice is going to be the seven. Uh, his face better. He's going to be dropping the twenty five hundred claiming level. I think he'll need to see a little speed up front, and I think he'll have a late charge regardless. But I think the speed will help. And then I went with the six River Deputy, dropping to the bottom, coming in from Delta. Uh, she's running a distance that she's familiar with. Last few tries upon her were allowance races. Maybe the claiming levels will have her running a little bit better. Armando on board doesn't hurt. And then I did, I went five deep, and I did throw in the three, Dixie Delta. So I went five deep. I went two, three, five, six, seven. Jumping into race four, four furlong, state breads, $9,900 beginner allowance. Keith, you're first in this one. Uh, I only put two in this one, man. I like the eight flash drive. He's going to be my top pick. Uh, he's five for nine at Bonner. 
So he obviously loves the track. Number two at the four for long distance. Um, shows the early speed necessary. And then the three, you'd be judged. Um, some pretty good races last season. So I think those two, three and the eight. Andrew, do you have more? Do you have less? I, I'm deep in this race, and but I will not be using one of Key's horses. I just see this race really as a crapshoot. You know, we got state breads. Uh, they haven't ran. All of them haven't ran since last summer. The four is the only one that ran after Columbus was over, ran twice in Wyoming. So what I kind of look for in races like this is I go back and I, I look to see how these horses did off of the shelf last year, two years ago. See how they did. So I'm going to start here with my top pick, the two horse. Name the prize for a Martinez combo. Uh, she broke her maiden as a first-time starter uh, back in February of 2020 here at Fodder Park. And then last year, February of 2021, also won first off the shelf, both going four furlongs. So the two horse obviously can run fresh. Um, again, the Martinez were hot last week. And then I go with the five horse, bartender's mistake, Skylar Condon. Um, this horse, it, you don't see it on the form, at least on my form. You'd have to go back one more race. He did also break his maiden um, on debut. Uh, that would have been back in 2020. I'm not sure where it was, but he broke his maiden on debut. And then last year, first time out at Fonner, he also won uh, going for Furlong. So he can also win fresh. Condon was slow, obviously, last week. I don't think we'll see that. He'll get a few wins. Uh, the six horse, Kamikaze Judge, Marissa Black, Dakota Wood, um, who you interviewed, obviously, this week. Uh, he's riding good. Kamikaze Judge also broke his maiden on debut here at Fodder last year. It wasn't until April, but was debut. And then I used the eight flash drive. Uh, David Anderson, Elysiac, we talked earlier. We don't expect them to, to stay in a slump. We expect them to heat up. Um, and this horse just likes to win races. Um, like Keith said, five and nine at Fodder, six and nine in the money. Has one at four furlongs. So that's what I'm looking at in this race. The two, five, six, and eight. Horses that like to win fresh. We all see this pretty similar. The only addition I had, so I got three, five, seven, eight. The seven, you may ask why. Hasn't ran since last July. Workouts have been nice, nothing special. Dieter's got a small barn. He's one for one on the meat already. You throw Skyler on there. Speed ratings are as good as anybody in there. I, myself, with that 15 to one morning line, 100% take a risk on this one. Just from all the things I stated. Dalton's one for one this meet. Skyler's riding as good as anybody. We're dropping in class. Yes, we've been off. Workouts have been great, but you pedal back his first workout. He ran 3 and 36, going 4 and 49. I mean, nothing bad. At that 15 to 1, that one's just too juicy for me to leave out. So that's my only other addition there. Otherwise, we are in agreement. I am 3, 5, 7, 8. It's interesting. Your seven horse, can he do it? Um, a lot of his races you see are them one furlong races at Lincoln and Omaha. How do you judge those races? I don't know. But speaking of Dalton Dieter, so let's see. His race that he won would have been, I believe, it was race four on Sunday late in Kentucky. I believe late in Kentucky was 12 or 15 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, Keith and I were there. We looked at each other. He opened up, at, opened up at 2 to 1. We looked at each other and said, what are we missing? This horse this horse can't win this race. Goes gate to wire and wins it. I believe it was maybe 3 to 1. But, yeah, good win for Dalton, and maybe he can he do it, can can do the same thing. I just it's just for me one of those that caught my eye. All that fifteen one. I'm throwing him in on my ticket. All right, race number five. We're going six furlongs, five thousand dollar claimers. Andrew, how are we getting paid? All right, so I'm going to give two options here. Right now, my ticket is three by single by four by four. Um, 
give an option here that you can single my top pick, make it a $24 ticket. And my top pick is the five Brewster. Now, Brewster, you look at the form, buyer numbers are quite a bit lower than the rest of the field in here. But there's one thing about Brewster. Brewster's going to gun to the front. Broke his maiden, two back at Delta. Gun to the front, kept on going. There's not any other speed in this race. And Izzy Gonzalez is a hell of a trainer. He has his, has his horses ready to go. I see Brewster with Kevin Roman going to the front and not looking back. That would be a $24 play if you single Brewster. If you don't trust Brewster that he can get the full six furlongs, um, I use I have a ticket with three other horses making $96. Those are the three, my true reward, who can close if Brewster can't handle the six furlongs. Uh, also the four, Thornis, David Anderson, Jake Lisiak. We talked about how we don't expect them to stay cool. Winner at Remington. He can also close at the five, can't handle the distance. And then also the nine, preferred prospect. Um, it's Mark Hibden again. I talked earlier about how the Hibden barn last week just threw some shockers, and I can see this being the same way. Winner at Delta. Last few have just been awful, but that's how the Hibden horses that have been winning have looked. So three, four, five, nine, if you want to go on the deep ticket to make $96 or single the five Brewster for a $24 ticket. Keith, how are we getting paid on your ticket? I'm liking the three here, my true reward. I think he's ran against much better down in Oklahoma. Going to drop a little bit. As far as that speed goes, yeah, there's not much here, but he has shown he can do a little speed if he has to. I don't know if he will, but I think he's the class of the bunch. I think he's going to catch the front runners regardless. So that's my single, the three, for a $75 ticket. Perfect. And I am actually with Andrew on this one. I apologize, Keith. Um, Brewster here for me is my single as well. As an option, I was a little deeper in some races. So to keep it kind of that, Mid price point. I also saw the same things he's seen in the five. He hasn't shown it at six, but he's won at six and a half. So that doesn't scare me. The Izzy and Kevin Roman combo has been very good opening weekend. I see him getting it done here as well. If you want to go a little deeper, I did throw in the three and the four as well for the exact same reasons both of you boys say. So if you single the five in the last for me, that is a $54 ticket on my end. Andrew, you want to run through your ticket one more time there, guy? We go we go four seven eight with five, with two four six seven, with two five six eight, with three four five nine for a ninety-six dollar ticket, or you can single the five in the last for a twenty-four dollar ticket. I will probably play both of them and have the five for a dollar. Perfect. No, I like that attack. Keith, run through yours one more time. I know you had a seventy-five dollar ticket, just so everybody's got it. Go through that one more time. I'm gonna go two four six seven eight with two five six with two three five six seven with three eight with three seventy five dollars perfect and i am four seven eight with one five six two three seven three five seven eight single in the five in the last gives me a fifty four dollar ticket so that is our early pick five. Is there any other races in the card or any horses that jumped out you guys want to talk about quick? I do have a couple horses I just wanted to point out. In race seven, I know the horse is two to one on the morning line, but I think Flaming Indy for the Martinez combo going four furlongs. This horse is just is just too fast for this group. I think for a multi multi-race sequence single the two there and move on um, i do have a price play race eight just hear me out on this the seven horse preacher um the form is just i mean 
you look at the last four and you're just like, well, how do you, how can you pick this horse in this race? Then you look at the rest of the horses and the one to win needs the lead. The two to win needs the lead. The three to win needs the lead. The five to win needs the lead. The six to win needs the lead. The ace, Sacred Kiki Bird, is an obvious favorite, but needs the lead to win the race. All these horses are going to gun to the front. The seven preacher can lay, I'm going to say, eight, nine lengths back. And Ramos, who rode good last weekend, can can maybe get him up and get him there. Uh, again, Hibden, who I, I, I've said it three times now, last week he won some races, and you looked at the form and you said, how the hell did that horse win? This is another one that looks that way. Seven preacher in race eight. 20 to 1 on the morning line. Maybe you can get it done. I won't lie when you brought that horse up and you said his name is Preacher. I'm like, you better do some good preaching here, Andrew, because uh, <laughs> you're loco, bro. But no, <laughs> once you say that and I relook through, I see your point. I That's one of them. 20 to 1 morning line, I think sure could even float up higher from that. Looking at just his past performance lines compared to the rest, that thing could float up. And exactly like I said, most of the horses I picked, they all got to be in front if they want to win. If they're not up front, they ain't winning. So, no, I no. you preach, I, you preach that one right. Preacher is also entered tomorrow, so we got to see where Hibden, Hibden runs him. Might run tomorrow instead of Saturday. So, might not even get a chance to bet it, but if he's in that field, I will definitely have some money on him. Um, and the Grasmic, what a race. I mean, for the first stakes of the season, I don't think you can throw out any of the 10 horses. I, I literally think any of the 10 horses can win the Grasmic on Saturday. So that should be a good race. No, I agree. That's, that is a beautiful opening stakes for Fawner. They ought to be proud of that one. It's, that one will be, like you said, I, you can make an argument for every one of those horses in that race. Keith, you got any horses elsewhere you want to talk about? Yeah. I just wanted to mention, Andrew already said it, but the two, I think is a lock of the day in all the races. He just looks way too good for the rest of them. But there was a horse I liked in that race, just in case the two did not run well. And I'm going to keep my eyes on the four. Might put a little money on that one. Races he ran last year at Fawner were a lot tougher than the one he's going to be running in today. And he does show speed. So I'm going to be, if I get a good price on that four, I'm going to put a little money on that four. As far as the stakes race goes, yeah, tough race. But I think the returning champion, our best friend DL, is going to have a good shot of winning that one. And then I also like the 10 Westport. So I do like those two. And then the last race of the night, I really like to play the super in that race, but there's a couple long shots in there that I kind of like. I don't know if I'll get good odds or not, but I do like the 10 AP's bluegrass. And then I like the three libertarian. So a couple long shots that I'll be using on top in my superfecta that I always like to play. Happily admit that Keith won me a lot of supers in that last race. He's got a knack for them things. So when he finds some long shots in that last, uh, keep your ears peeled because typically Keith's uh, right more times than he's wrong in that deal. Don't don't leave out the six there in the last. Uh, most amusing horses a speedball. Uh, he could get to the front and just keep on going. Look at them works. He ran at my. My favorite summertime track, Assiniboia Downs, um, was a speedball. Got up by eight lengths in that first try. Assiniboia, sometimes them front runners just completely die. That's what happened to him. But I think he can keep going here on the fodder surface. Yeah, six was my top choice. But I only kind of went over my long shots. But, yeah, I love that six as well. And I think we're probably one of, like, ten people in Nebraska that know what in the Sam world Assiniboia Downs is. And that's all the blame <laughs> on you, Andrew. 
but <laughs> when we say that we're degenerates, we're not kidding. We'll, we'll bet on anything anywhere. But So that's our picks this week. That's who we like in the other races. we uh glad to have Keith join us this week. He'll be making plenty of appearances. As always, glad Andrew is here. Opening weekend, we talked, obviously, biased. We uh, were rooting for the horse I own part ownership in, and by golly, she got it done. Any other notes or uh, anything that kind of come to your attention on opening weekend, either of you guys? I love Flutter Park. I mean, it's my home February through May, really, on the weekends. Um, But as horse players, I think that we just have to continue to ask for more as horse players. There was a race on Saturday. Um, There was an objection. I didn't have either of the horses involved, but there was not a replay shown of the objection. As a better, I believe that we should be able to see what they're looking at. We should be able to see if it was the right call or not. What are they even looking at? We didn't even get the opportunity to see it. I think as horse players, we have to continue to, to ask for these tracks to to get better and allow us to see these type of things. Another thing that happened Sunday, and there was a lot of money money bet into the pick six at Santa Anita. Um, as a group, we were singled to the favorite in the last. Uh, that was our whole goal of the day was to get to this horse in the last race. The horse ends up scratching in the paddock, and we are given a favorite that we just absolutely hated. We knew had no chance to win. The horse runs fourth of five. It's 2022. There's technology. We should be able to pick who we want as a replacement if one of our horses gets scratched. So I think as horse players, we just have to continue to stay after stay after these people, and hopefully we can get some changes made. No, 100%. I, I, it's, it's such a closed-door deal, it seems like, when there's an objections and inquiries. I, I'd love, like you said, we, we should have the right to see what they're looking at, that head-on replay, that side replay, any replay that that they're up there looking at, just so we have an idea. I mean, we had nothing to do with either horse, so it it really didn't matter anything to us. We just, as players, I, I just want to see what they're looking at. And, and you know what I mean? You can learn from that, but, I mean, there's absolutely no replay. It is what it is. No, more transparency and all that would be phenomenal. Agreed a thousand percent that Santa Anita deal. And, I mean, we can dive into the Twitter blow-up because it ends up he scratched because the jockey wasn't comfortable with how the turf course was after they ran four races on the turf already that day, but that's a whole nother wormhole there. And he, he was actually one of three jockeys that refused to ride the last. Um, I believe the eight also scratched, and they found a replacement for one of the horses. But, yeah, so obviously there was multiple jockeys concerned about the turf course. You can debate all day if they should have been on it or not. But as horse players, like I said, who we spend peanuts compared to some of these people, but it just doesn't seem like fair. I mean, we get thrown a favorite that we absolutely hated. So yeah, but that, you should be able to make changes. We toss that favorite first thing when we open that deal, and then <laughs> our single gets scratched, and we all just about puked because we knew a lot was about to happen, and that horse ran is not good as we saw happening. And it just another deal that have you seen the uh, I read Ortiz deal? He's taken down twice in the last weeks for just belligerent belligerent moves in the stretch given zero days i think he they actually gave him i think it maybe six days they handed him today which is a slap on the wrist right. um 
I'm not going to get into the Ortiz brothers right now because. <laughs> I, well, that'll be one of the, at some point folks, I think we're going to make a subscription based deal and we're just going to let stuff flow. And uh, if you want to, if you want to know how we really feel and some, some of that stuff, but no. we're family friendly right now. Yeah. And I can't be family friendly when you get me on the Ortiz brothers. So I'll stay away from that for now. <laughs> no, I was curious. I saw that blown up on Twitter. I know you'd have been Keith, anything else you saw on the national scene? No, you guys kind of, Kind of went over it all. Uh, just one thing about last weekend at Farner. It was really good to see, you know, how busy Saturday was. You know, there's so many people out there and for the opening day. I just hope every Saturday, every weekend, it's that packed. So I was just happy to see that. No, agreed 100%. I mean, it was a packed house, and that was awesome to see for opening day. Um, I was actually able to be out there for the first time in a while on opening day, which obviously had a lot to do with mine running out there, but no, it was, it was beautiful to see everybody out there just having a good time, cheering on the horses. Just, it's a blast out there. Do want to give a shout out to this week's interview, Dakota Wood rail ride on Jomo last, last Saturday. We needed Jomo for the pick four and ended up hitting it for 1700 there in the late pick four. So Dakota Wood, thank you for that great ride on Jomo. Good weekend for you. 100%. Both, both his winners were 17 and $19 payers. I mean, boy, he, like we talked in our interview, he, he don't he don't look at the past performances. He gets on that horse, he knows he's going to give it a ride, and he's going to give her heck no. Heck of a weekend for him, too. Heck, I think this podcast is good luck. For all of you guys on the backside that are going to listen to this, that think interviews are a curse, this or that, Grady's one for one. Skyler, our second guest, comes out, wins his first race back. Opening day, he's at three wins. Coda Wood, we can't say if I'm bad luck for him yet because we're just interviewed him for this week. But he had a heck of a first good weekend, too. So don't be scared to get on here. We have a lot of fun. So that is our picks this weekend. That's how we see things going down. Thank you again for joining us. Spread the word. We're having a lot of fun with this. We hope you are, too. Plan on continuing to uh, get them jockeys and trainers on here. We greatly appreciate their time. Hopefully you enjoy their insight, their thoughts, how they got into stuff. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, cash them tickets.